By Gods and Kings takes place in the fictional world of Dunai. For more information on By Gods and Kings or any of the products affiliated with it, please check out our website at www.bygodsandkings.com. Scare sat patiently for what felt like hours. However, only a few minutes passed. He looked toward the door as he ate the pastry, enjoying the hospitality of Teardrit. Finally, after a few more moments, the door swung open and a man clad in beautiful, ornate robes appeared. Okman, is this the man you were referring to? Is this the dignitary from the Isle of Wartan? Inquired the man as he looked over at Scare. Yes, Archmage, it is. This is Scare, the man who has been sent from the Isle of Wartan to parlay with you as well as potentially the God of Intellect. I doubt the God of Intellect would have much for him, but I will take it under advisement. Please, Scare, come with me. I'm sure you have much to discuss. Scare rose to his feet and put the last bit of the pastry in his mouth. He chewed on it slowly while stepping toward the Archmage. He extended his hand in friendship, but the Archmage did not reciprocate. He kept his hands behind his back and looked down his brow at Scare. The Archmage turned abruptly on his heels and led Scare into the room behind him. Inside, several busts of Dorelius, as well as bookshelves filled with tomes and scrolls, were adorned all throughout the room. The Archmage made his way back to a desk where several other books and scrolls were out, showing that he had recently been studying. I apologize tremendously if this feels abrupt, Scare, but I do not have much time for the affairs of those outside of Quor, much less outside of Hirdret in general. Scare folded his hands together and nodded. I understand, Archmage, and I will try to make this brief. I'm sure you're aware that we are constantly under attack by the God of the Seas. Xylene is a constant presence in our lives and we are trying to figure out how we can get the upper hand. The Archmage huffed loudly as he listened to Scare. Why does this concern me? Why does this concern Teardret? Why are you wasting my time? The Archmage was clearly perturbed as Scare tried to remain calm. He knew becoming emotional would not lead to the proper outcome. He had to remain calm and steadfast in order to get what he was after. He had to figure out how to defeat Xylene, and he knew at some point the Archmage would help him. Archmage, surely you know something that can be helpful to the Isle of Wartan. Surely you know something that could stop Xylene and his Naga from attacking us repetitively. The Archmage looked up from his desk and folded his arms across his chest defiantly. Even if I did know something, I should not interfere with the affairs of the other gods. It has been decreed by Vesia that Dorelius must stay out of the affairs of the others. Helping out is not what we should do. Scare huffed and rolled his eyes. He was prepared to hear that Vesia told Dorelius not to interfere, but he didn't think that was an actual rule. He thought it was more of a guidance, or a guideline, not something that he actually did. Scare knew that Dorelius from time to time put his thumb on the scale, and he was hoping at this time he would do the same thing. As Scare stood there and collected his words, a loud boom happened in the distance. At the end of the room, a swirl appeared between two columns. The Archmage looked over and rubbed his hands together. I suppose you're in luck, Outlander. The god of the intellect had decided to join us. Scare stood in awe as a man appeared from the swirling vortex. Adorned with his crest on his chest and his shoulders, and stark white hair on his head, Dorelius emerged from the vortex. He stepped forward prominently with a smile on his face, immediately locking eyes with Scare and looking past the Archmage. Oh, I apologize. I didn't know I was expecting a guest. Should I go back? He inquired slowly. The Archmage turned and shook his head. 
No, Dorelius, I'm sure Scare here would love to hear from you and hear you specifically tell him why you cannot assist him with Xylane. Dorelius laughed heartily. Of course I can't help with Xylane. Bessie would lose hours of sleep and never leave me alone. Scare sighed mightily. Hearing it from the god was much different from hearing it from the archmage. Please, sir, there must be something you can do. I traveled all the way from the Isle of Warton for assistance, and I was direly hoping I could get some help. Dorelius placed his hands behind his back and clasped his fingers together. He closed his eyes and put a smile on his face. Listen closely. The god of intellect cannot help you with your problems, nor do I want to. Watching Xylene's Naga scurry about gives me something to keep my attention. However, I do like it when people fight back, and I will say, that young Evelus is quite gifted. Scare tried to suppress the grin as he listened to Dorelius compliment his best friend. He knew that Dorelius was watching their plight and that maybe he would be somewhat helpful. Then perhaps you can give me some guidance that I could give to Evelus on how we can defeat them. Dorelius bit his bottom lip and nodded. Yes, I suppose I could tell you something, but I don't know if I should. I don't want to catch Vesia's eye. I don't want to catch her ire. I feel like I've meddled in the affairs of men too much recently. If I do it too much, and too often, Vesia doesn't seem to take it well. I have to be careful and tread lightly. However, perhaps another god could help you. Perhaps another god would know how to stop Xylene. Perhaps another god would be willing to help you. Dorelius said that all this with a light grin, almost suggesting to Scare that he should leave Teardritten Head somewhere else. Scare immediately caught on to the message. Dorelius, what are you saying? Are you saying another god might help me? Dorelius shrugged his shoulders and turned to the Archmage. I can't think of a god who would openly go to war with Xylene, but I can think of a god who might assist. If you're trying to save the Isle of Warton, perhaps you should head down to Zertal and have a meeting with Talgis, the god of the atmosphere. He and his harpies might be able to assist you, though I doubt I could tell you how much. It'd be risky to go, and he may kill you, but... In the end, don't all of you end up in the scales? Scare remained calm and nodded, finally hearing something helpful. He knew Dorelius couldn't help him, but he was offering him a chance to see Talgis. He had not thought to talk to the god of the atmosphere, immediately thinking of it as a dangerous proposition. However, he knew he had to save the Isle of Warton, and to do that, he had to take chances. Archmage, Dorelius, I appreciate you for your audience. I will make my leave now and head to Zertal. Scare said before turning around and leaving the room. As he left the room, he looked at Akman and nodded, who immediately nodded back. However, before Scare could leave, he walked over to the table and grabbed a few more pastries for the road. These are quite delicious, Akman. My compliments to whoever crafted them. Akman smiled and nodded without saying a word. Scare's meeting with Dorelius was brief, but he got what he needed. Now, with a new purpose, he was on his way south to the city of Zertal. It didn't take long for the news to reach the Isle of Wharton, and the royal family was starting to scurry. Their guest, Karis, had met his end at the bottom of the sea, and they knew it was only a matter of time before word would reach Urine, and they would be blamed for what would happen. The duchies of Urine were all looking for opportunities to strike against the Isle of Wharton and the Mertralis family. As soon as word reached Merdul that a member of the Duchy of Forn had met their end off the Isle of Warton, it would be open season on their autonomy. The Mertralis family knew that their days were numbered and they had to strike quickly. The debris had yet to fully wash ashore and the Mertralises were already preparing for what was next. 
They knew they would have to send emissaries to Merdul, but they knew how risky that would be. They knew if the duchies were to align against them, their days were numbered. Their autonomy would come to an end, and Xylene would not be their only enemy. Regulus Mertralis sat on the throne and looked out the window. He could see the dock workers and sailors rummaging about, trying to get the rest of the boat off of the water. He was hoping he would find the body of Caro so he could send it to the family, though he was not optimistic. Elise paced in front of her father while Evelus leaned against the wall with his arms folded across his chest. Both were lost in thought, just like their father. However, Regulus knew that the three of them had to come up with a plan. He did not want to send his children to Merdul, however, he knew that might be what it would come to. At the far end of the room with her hands flat on the desk, Sonier stared at a map and wondered what allies they could turn to in their time of need. Her son was already off parlaying with Tirjet, but he would be unaware of what had happened. Scare would be none the wiser that a member of the Duchy of Forn was killed off the coast of the Isle of Wartan. Elise turned and looked at Sonier with a concerned expression. There has to be some ally somewhere. Perhaps we should turn to Quor. Perhaps we should look away from Orne and see if we can align ourselves with Shorek. Perhaps even Zulcairn. Sonye huffed loudly and sighed. I'm afraid that won't be the case. The Haitian merchants already have control over Zulcairn, and I doubt we could get them to come to our aid. Scare is already in Tirdret, and they won't get involved at all. I think our best bet might be on Orne. Perhaps we should look at Nocier. Maybe even Zernis. Xantic even. Evelis shook his head with his father also doing the same. Neither of them will come to our aid. I'm afraid we may have run out of allies. Zonye closed her eyes with Elise still looking at her. She tilted her head toward the map, hoping she would get inspiration that would help her king and help the royal family. It was her job to be the chief advisor, and she was failing at the job. A massive weight was on her chest right now, and there was nothing she could do. With Elise and Evelis both looking at her, and Rylegek looking off into the distance, it was up to Sonye to figure out a strategy, to figure out a plan that would get them through this dark time. As soon as word reached Merdul, or even Cape de Gress, there would be an armada on their way. While Forn was not very formidable, they were much more powerful than the Naga. Xylene's Naga would simply come and die. They could be overrun. The ships from Cape de Gress were outfit to kill. They would have to withstand cannon barrage after cannon barrage, before eventually surrendering to the rule of the Duchy of Forn, something that Rylegek refused to do. He would soon die then have to swear fealty to another. Elise looked back at Sonye. What about Yark? We've supported them many a time with our fish and not charging them a premium. Perhaps they would be willing to help us. Sonye shook her head in disagreement. I don't think Yark would help us at all. They're landlocked and in the desert. What would they do in the water? What would they do to help us? You've got to think about this, Elise. You've got to think about what they can actually offer to help us other than just words and kind thoughts. Sonye paused and sighed loudly. Look, Elise, I'm sorry for that, but I know you want to help. I truly do. But you have to at least come up with ideas that are worthwhile and not simply shout out things. We don't have the luxury right now of going through every terrible idea to finally find the good one. We have to come up with the good one first. Elise closed her eyes and nodded, understanding what Sonia was saying but still reluctant to hear more. She was trying her best to help, and by offering Yark she thought she was offering a solution. They had assisted Dahar and the government of Yark recently, and she felt that that would be beneficial. She felt that Yark would actually have helped them. Now, in the silence, Elise's mind continued to wander with Ebelus and Rylegek looking on at her, hoping she'll have another idea that Sonye wouldn't have to shoot down. They remained silent for a few more moments. 
Rodlick thought about the kings before him and how they would have gotten through this. Ebelus thought about how he would combat the armies that would be attacking them and how he would defend the masses and the citizens. Elise continued to think of what she could do to help, while Sonye let her mind wander, and she was thinking mostly about her son and if he was having any success in Teardrit. She looked up from the desk and over at Rylagek. Well, perhaps with a little fortune, scares having luck in Teardrit about our Naga problem. Rylagek scoffed and nodded as a smile appeared on his face. Well, perhaps we're going to figure out one problem while another one emerges. While Rylagek and Sonye were sharing a moment, Elise continued to ponder their options. What about Rustos or Korath? There's got to be someone up there that can help us. Sonia looked away from Rylagek and shook her head. Not an option. Neither one of them would help us in this instance. Then what about Bryle? Perhaps Malarus would help us. Sonia laughed loudly. You are absolutely daft if you think Malarus and Bryle would come to our aid. The room was quiet after Sonia's remark, with Eblis leaning up off of the wall and locking eyes with his father's advisor. Why not? inquired Eblis. Why would the God of Chaos not help us? That seems to be in his nature. Sonia closed her eyes and composed her thoughts. Because the God of Chaos wouldn't come and help a small island, he would much rather be looking at other things. He would much rather be looking at his city. He'd much rather keep his focus on Bryle and even his realm, Lacarus. Why would he come and help the Isle of Warton? Why would any God come and help us? Elise turned to Sonia and scoffed. You sent your son to go parlay with Dorilius and Teardret. He's a God. Sonia rolled her eyes openly. He's a god who tends to put his thumb on the scale. Malarus tends to stay out of the affairs of mortals. Elise scoffed loudly to counter Sonia. Malarus loves his people and lives in Bra with them. While the rest of the gods seclude themselves in their own realm, Malarus stays in Bra amongst his people. He could leave and head to Lacarus whenever he chooses, but instead he stays in Bra around them, surrounding himself with people who love and worship him. Why would he not help us? Rylagek turned and spoke openly. Because we do not worship him. We do not follow him. Why would he help us? Elise and Eblis both sighed in unison, both appearing disgusted at their father and his advisor. Elise closed her eyes and huffed loudly. You both are looking for reasons to not find help, when I am simply trying to find a reason for us to get help. Malarus might be our only option. Brawl might be the play to keep us sovereign. We owe it to ourselves to at least try. We owe it to our citizens to at least parlay with Malarus. Maybe he would be willing to help us. Riley looked at his daughter. In exchange for what, Elise? In exchange for our loyalty? In exchange for our fealty? In exchange for our sovereignty? Father, you're over here trying to make a deal that's not on the table yet. We should at least ask. Maybe he'd be willing to do it for nothing. I find that remarkably naive of you, Elise can't believe I'm having to say that to you. Rylagek was openly disappointed with his daughter, but Evelis was willing to come to her aid. Father, why don't we, she and I go to Bryle? We will parlay directly with Malarus, and if it doesn't work, then we'll come home with egg on our face. Please, let us try. Maybe we can convince Malarus. Maybe we can do what's best for our people. Before Rylagek could reply, Elise turned to her father. Evelis is right. We should at least try. Please give us the opportunity. Sonia remained silent as Rylegate looked at his two children. Finally, after a few short moments, he nodded in agreement. Take a small ship and come back within a week.
We don't have long, and if this plan fails, we will need everyone here to defend ourselves from whatever barrage the Duchy of Forn brings at us. Of course, father, we will leave within the hour, replied Ebelus as he grabbed Elise by the shoulder to lead her out of the room. Once outside their father's chambers, Elise looked over at Ebelus and smiled. Do you know what you're doing, brother? Ebelus smiled back and shrugged his shoulders. Of course not. I was hoping you did. With that, the two were going to gather their belongings and head to Brile, where they would parlay with the god of chaos, Malarus. Hey everybody, thanks again for listening to the By Gods and Kings podcast. For more information on By Gods and Kings, you can always visit our website at www.bygodsandkings.com. But hey, you can also find us on Twitter, at By Gods and Kings. You can also find us on Facebook and even Reddit. We look forward to giving more content to you guys. You guys have a great afternoon. We'll see you on the other side.